Can I just pray for him before we do? Father God, fill Craig with your spirit. Release that revelation into his mind and his heart, Lord, that he will speak clearly from the word of God. He'll speak clearly from the kingdom of heaven and truth will be released in this place and we will be enriched by it and we will walk more closely with you, Jesus, and we will represent the gospel with more power, with more commitment and with more love. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fill him to overflow. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. <laughs> well, how you all doing? Really? I thought I'd spoken here before. The correct answer is not as good as you're looking. How you all doing? So nice of you. Thank you so much. I thought we already learned that one, but anyway, you got it again. What a privilege to be here, and I say that wholeheartedly. It's an incredible honour, privilege for me and my family to be gathered with you guys today here at Grace. Um, oh, I just sense the honour of it. I sense uh, heaven's honouring of you as the people of God here. And uh, it, it uh, is such a blessing for me to have had some carpet time <laughs> already. <laughs> what a delight, what a delight to be in the presence of God with you lot. Happy days. Yeah. I uh, passionately love your senior leaders. <laughs> that might not come as a surprise to some of you. I have given my heart to Pastor Tony and Pastor Marilyn. I love them deeply, uh, as you do. Uh, they are phenomenal kingdom giants in our region. And uh, I am so extraordinarily blessed to call them friends. Um, it is, I believe, Pastor Tony is, is one of the key fathering leaders on the New South Wales Central Coast, without a doubt. And uh, everyone that I have met has only good things to say about the demonstration of Christ in, in Pastor Tony. And, uh, and that says something, because I kind of jump across a few different places and uh, minister in all the different kind of streams within our region. and. Uh, and to consistently have that, uh, that says something. It's a testimony mm -hmm. of the work of the Spirit of God and of Christ in New Zealand and senior leaders. So, again, I, I don't think I can overstate the, uh, the, the honour that I feel to be here. I am told that it's winter here, but I don't know about you, it's got to be about 400 degrees in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got fans blasting away up top. We've got doors wide open trying to get winter air in here because who knows the presence of God is here. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, um, there is this thing <laughs> in the presence of God where he comes upon his people and it looks like tongues of fire. Yep. It looks like an individual blaze that rests over each of his people. You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago we celebrated that. We, we reflected <coughs> on uh, Pentecost. We reflected on the, the, the birth of the church and the Holy Spirit poured out. You know, post-Easter, you know, the, the death and resurrection of Christ. Christ having, you know, during his death descended into hell busted the gates of hell. You know the early church, um, and, and certainly to this day, the Orthodox Church have a very clear image of the gates of hell fallen over themselves, on the ground, and Christ standing upon them, holding the keys to what? Heaven. 
death and hell. And so the question, what do you think Christ would do with those keys? Well, I can tell you now, nothing malicious. <laughs> nothing hurtful. Nothing cruel, nothing mean. In fact, I'm convinced he's never going to give them back. <laughs> and he led captivity captive. That is to say, that which would captive, hold captive, enslave humankind gets to be captive. And those who are led by procession out of the grave, if you leave, read Matthew's gospel, when Christ resurrects and, and, you know, in that moment of descent into hell and then resurrection in that moment, he's leading a procession. In fact, it's almost like zombie land. You can read it for yourself. The dead actually coming out of their graves alive, such as yeah. the power of Christ who has defeated sin and death. Death and hell. Hallelujah. Yeah. 50 days on and it's Pentecost and the Spirit of God is poured out upon all flesh. <sighs> and it's fire. Yeah. And I have to tell you, this is a supernatural heat that you feel in the room today. Yeah. This is not a natural heat. We're in a brick building in the middle of winter. <laughs> it should be cold in here. In fact, I've been in this room when it's been cold. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. It's not. It's supernatural heat. And, uh, and it struck me, I don't know, you know, you guys are Baptocostals, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I was thinking about this because this is part of my delight in coming to minister with you is the, the desire to stay postured under the flame. The desire to stay in the position of the Spirit of God on fire on me. Me burning as a, a demonstration of kingdom light in the world. I, I love that about each of you. <laughs> and I thought, aren't we all Pentecostals? In fact, can you be a follower of Jesus and not be a Pentecostal? I'm just wondering a few things here. Because, you know, we live now in the days of the Spirit of God poured out upon all flesh. And there was this thing that was birthed called the church. And it seems to me like you guys have figured that out and it's important. And so you gathered as the gathered church, right? Yeah. In the days of the Spirit poured out upon all flesh, in the days where the Pentecostal outpouring of the Spirit birthed the church, which is you. Yeah. So I don't know how we can not be Pentecostal. <laughs> I actually don't know how we can not be. Yeah. Right? Run and fire. But you bunch, come on, here we go. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. You, you figured out how to stay under a fire. Oh, I love that. Ooh, I love that. Fresh fire of the Spirit of God. Perhaps we're all Pentecostal. Salvation Army was actually considered the first Pentecostal denomination. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's actually what they thought of as the Salvation Army. Such was the outpouring of blood and fire and people of God in the expression of the salvos. Do it again, Lord. <laughs> Do it again, Lord. Remind my own people. We're all Pentecostals. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I'm so pleased to hear that you have been journeying through the Beatitudes. Is that right? Yeah. Over recent weeks, months? The Beatitudes. And, and, and really, if you want to have a sense of anything to do with Pentecost, you'll find it in the Beatitudes. 
that the demonstration of the spirit-filled life, the demonstration of a life postured under a fire, manifests, manifests in the Beatitudes. Wow, that sounds like Pentecost to me. My everyday prayer has been, Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus in me. Reveal Jesus in me. You know, like I just kind of lob the whole thing on Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, I can do my best to try and manifest something of Jesus in his character, but you know what, if Holy Spirit would do that, because he is in me and I am in him, and you are in him and he is in you. And so maybe just, maybe if it's Holy Spirit, here's our prayer, show Jesus in us. He reveals what's already there by the Spirit of God. Amen? Why? Because you're Pentecostals. <laughs> oh, really? Do we have to be? Well, you know. <laughs> Salvos uh, had their Red Shield appeal recently. Um, you might have known. Did you notice? I don't know. We were out and about in the streets of Doorknocking and collecting at drive throughs and here and there. And I was stuck up in a little shopping centre up the road from here. And I had the best time. People ask me, oh, how did the Salvo's Red Shield appeal go this year? I went, oh, it was fantastic. No idea whether we collected anything, but we had a great topic. <laughs> because I got to pray for, I reckon, about 150 people in that shopping centre. Oh, it was bizarre. It was brilliant. We saw people healed. We saw people saved. And I don't know if we collected anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're Pentecostals. That's what the honor of the Spirit of God, because the Spirit of God is poured out upon all flesh, right? And the church got born, and that's us, so we must be Pentecostals. 50-year-old yeah. <laughs> dads at the shops. I'm there collecting with a bucket, and there's some team with me. And, 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 and the reason I know 50-year-old dads shows up is because Kind of, I'm focused here and just over here I can hear, oh, 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 what's going on, you know? And 50-year-old Daz is shaken and limping and moaning. So much so that the whole shopping centre is checking out 50-year-old Daz. Like, what's going on over there? Oh, oh, and I look over and he's starting to get pale and... Clamoury and, and, I, and it was like the guy's really struggling. So I bring 50-year-old Daz over to a seat and sit down, mate, sit down. And I say to him, mate, you're obviously in pain. I want to pray for you. Can I pray for you? He says, no effing way. You can't effing, don't you dare effing. And there were so many F-bombs in that sentence, it was ridiculous. <laughs> what he's obviously not real happy about. And don't you get that effing God to, he's an effing this and that. <laughs> And it just went berserk about this God and this idea of praying for him, but he's in agony. Oh! I said, Daz, what can I do for you then? He says, get me a gun. I want to end it all. He's in pain and moaning in the shopping centre. I said, Daz, I don't have a gun. <laughs> but I've got a prayer. Can I please, can I please pray for you? I and well, I pray <laughs> Which was yes. <laughs> <laughs> I laid my hands on his head. I said, come, Lord Jesus, come, Holy Spirit, heal him now. Straight away. Straight away, his pain left his body. Immediately, his pain left his body. I said, hallelujah. I said, Daz, I checked in there, how are you? He said, that effing went. That effing pain's gone. It's gone. Why did you do that effing to me? 
I'm telling you the truth, right? I mean, this is the, the, you know, the nice up version of what it was actually going. <laughs> couldn't believe, he couldn't believe that his pain went, right? And I said to him, Jesus has another gift for you. Would you like to receive him into your heart? If I'm all right. <laughs> Jesus into his heart and he began to cry and weep and there was the snot and the tears and then he stood up and his hands were still trembling and he told me about a tortured life I mean a spectacularly tortured life and he's crying and he's snotting and he's going I'm a good man, I am you know I think he was trying to convince himself and by any measure, most of us might have gone, I don't think you are, mate. Except Christ is in him. Because Christ is all and is in all. And maybe somewhere buried down deep inside of this Daz is actually a really good guy, kind guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a kind man, he says. As if to try to convince himself. And I just said to go, Yes, you are. And I hugged him. I don't know the last time he was hugged. And listen, all this was going on in the shopping centre. Meanwhile, I didn't know, but around the, like just around the side here is my team and all of the shopping centre staff saying, we'll call the cops, we know this guy, he's dangerous. We'll get the cops in, he's really dangerous. Tell your guy, watch out, watch out. Meanwhile, he got free of his pain and he got saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, hold off on the security from the shopping centre. We're okay here. Something good's happening. I'm a good man. I'm a kind man. Wow. Been reading a couple of things, one of which was Julian of Norwich. She's a 13th century mystic who has an encounter of Christ. I love him. And, uh, and, and Julian of Norwich is famous for these couple of things, one of which is she's having this personal encounter of Jesus during his crucifixion. She's physically engaging with him. Phenomenal. You should read it if you can. And all shall be well. And all shall be well. And all manner of things shall be well. Is her conclusion. And she's also known for this, this idea of Christ is all in all. Christ is all in all. He's in all, he is all, and he is in all. Another guy I'm reading, George MacDonald, he's uh, 18th century, and he's um, you know, a few years down the track from her. And again, famously known for, he's a Scottish Presbyterian guy, who kind of is and then sometimes isn't, because some of the things that he was saying were so dangerous, they thought, no, 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 you're not part of us anymore. And then he'd say some stuff that was really phenomenal, and yeah, yeah, you could be us again. And then he was out again and in again and out again kind of thing. I think he ended up being in still, I don't know. But again, famously, Christ is all and is in all. All in all. Everyone say all in all. All in all. And so I just had to start concluding that uh, maybe Christ was in Daz even before Daz became awake to Christ in him. And actually, when I had the opportunity to hug this broken, miserable guy who dropped more F-bombs in a few moments than I've heard in most of my life, Christ was present in him. And 
bringing salvation to you. Christ is all in all. We get it from Colossians 3. There is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Here in Ephesians 1. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. That in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he, might, he, Christ, might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Did you hear it? All things in Christ, in him. All things. Everyone say all things. All things. In Christ. In Christ. Ephesians 1.20 says this. And God placed all things. Everyone say all things. All things. Thank you for playing my game. Under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything. Everyone say everything. Everything. In the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything. 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 In every way. He fills everything. I happen to think 50-year-old dad's up at the shop is something of everything. He fits in everything somewhere. You agree? And Christ fills all things. Amen? Everything in every way. Christ is all in all. And then Jesus says this about his kingdom. You will hear it said, the kingdom of God is over here or over there. Pay no attention to it. Because I tell you the truth, Jesus says, Jesus words, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Don't look for it here or there or over here to come, but it is within you. Everyone say, within you? Within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Now, Christ and his kingdom are entirely the same thing. Amen? Amen. There's no discrepancy between the kingdom of God and Christ. The person of Christ, he is his kingdom, and his kingdom is himself. Think about it. His kingdom is a kingdom of freedom. Hmm? Whom the Son sets free, they shall be free indeed. His kingdom is a kingdom of peace. Jesus is known as the Prince of Peace. Right? Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Mighty God. The kingdom is a kingdom of unending love. <laughs> God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. Jesus. He gave Jesus. See, he is his kingdom. His kingdom is himself. And Jesus says to his listening audience, if you're looking for the kingdom of God, it is within you. Do you know his listening audience? Have a think about this for a minute. If you read through that passage of scripture, who is he actually talking to? Now, if he's talking to John the Beloved, I'm pretty cool with the idea that he could say to John the Beloved, <laughs> you know, the disciple whom Jesus loved. I mean, this guy's got a revelation of God, Jesus, and the love of the Father. The disciple whom Jesus loved. If Jesus is saying to John, hey, John, the kingdom of God is within you, well, I'm pretty good with that. You'd be good with that, right? The Apostle John. Of course the kingdom of God is within him. What about Peter, right? Peter, I'm sure he's done some funny things, but he's done some phenomenal things, right? Like, you know, hey, Peter, the kingdom of God is within you. I'm going, yeah, 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 I can, I can be on board with that too. I agree. Everyone else agree? Yeah. Yeah? No, no, no issue there. I mean, if he's talking to these guys, you know, I can even, I can even go with, you know, he's saying to to Judas, you know, Judas, hey, the kingdom of God is within you. I'm thinking Judas did some good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. But you know, his listening audience is the Pharisees. It says here, right before that particular um, verse, it says here, now, Jesus was asked and tested by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. 
He was being tested. Actually, they were trying to trick him up. What we know about the Pharisees is that they wanted away with Jesus. They wanted nothing to do with him. He was the heretic liar who was pretending to be God. Let's get him off the face of the earth. Like, one thing is for sure, I'm a Pharisee. I am never bowing my knee to that guy who thinks he's God. Because he's clearly not. Do you follow? Jesus' listening audience is the Pharisees who will not recognise he is Messiah. And he's saying to them, the kingdom of God is within you. Do you follow? <coughs> if the kingdom of God, yeah, wow, someone, hello. This is a big deal. If the kingdom of God is within the Pharisees who will not bow their knee to him and recognise him as Lord, never ever say that, Jesus, forgive me my sin, please come into my heart, make me brand new to prayer. They will never do that. And he's saying, the kingdom of God, Christ, the kingdom of Christ, Christ myself, I am in you. Who is Christ not in? Help me out with this. Seriously. If he's in the guys who will try to trick him up so that they've got an excuse to murder him and do away with him because he's clearly not the son of God and the kingdom is within them, who is the kingdom not within? Come on. Because Christ is all in all. Amen? I hope you're hearing some good news this morning. I think, <laughs> I think we're discovering some stuff. I'm the salvo guy collecting for the Red Shield appeal. I'm sitting in a shopping centre. I reckon there's 150 people who had the encounter with Christ just because I had the opportunity to hold a bucket. Don't know if you collected anything. <laughs> and I sat there and here's what I did. Now, this is really weird and so, Pastor Tony, I'm really sorry if this is too weird, but um, I've never done this before. And, uh, and I've, something happened in the shopping centre. Something happened while I was in the shopping centre. I started to think Christ is all in all. Christ is in that person. Christ is in the lady who walked in the shopping trolley past. Christ is in the person who's running past to get to the groceries because they're clearly late. Christ is in the old guy with the limp who's got all day to do his grocery shopping. Christ is in the... Christ is in, Christ is in all. Christ is all and in all. I wonder what it would be like if I started to recognise it. Mm. So people would walk past and I'd go, I see you, Jesus. I just whisper it. I just whisper it under my breath. I see you, Jesus. How's this? Little old lady, pensioner. She was walking past with a grocery trolley and I just whispered, I see you, Jesus. Now, now, keep in mind. You've been there, I'm probably telling you the, something you already know, but when you're at a table with a, a little stall set up to collect money in a public space in a shopping centre, no one wants to stop. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You don't want to stop. Am I telling you the truth? You don't want to stop. You're in a mission, you've got to get back to the car to get back home, to get to the work, to get to the... You, you know, you don't want to be stopped and stalled and whatever. You're on a mission. In fact, Oh, I'm a bit sure it changed. I really don't want to be <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what we're like. We don't actually want to stop. And I, I just sat there going, I see you, Jesus. And this little old lady, she stops. Like she was on a mission. She stops and she looks over at me. She didn't hear a thing that I said because I was whispering this under my breath. I see you, Jesus. She comes over to me and she says, oh, I just feel like I should give you some, a donation. 
And so she gives me a donation. I said, oh, that's so generous of you. I love generosity. She says, I like to be generous. I said, do you know that that's an aspect of a picture of the kingdom of God? Did you know that you actually carry the kingdom of God? She went, really? I said, yes, that's what the kingdom of God is like. It's a kingdom of generosity. She says, I don't tell anyone this, but I loiter and elder. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She said, I just hang around with Aldi. Because, you know, they've got cheaper groceries and stuff there. And so some of the people in our community, they go to the, the Aldi shop to get a cheaper shop, right? I just watch. And if I see someone who doesn't look like they've got much money in their wallet, and maybe they're struggling to count out the coins or something, I go over and I pay for their groceries. Um, oh, I said, can I hug you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I get to hug her, I go, that's exactly what the kingdom of God is like because Christ is all. He's all. And in all. And there he was. I just said, I see Jesus. And then I get to have this encounter of Jesus. But you know what happens? As people are walking past, I see Jesus. There he is wearing a, a, a rabbitose beanie. Jesus in a rabbitose. Of course, he's all, he's all in all. He must be. Okay. As I whisper it, something in the spirit begins to happen and people would stop. And I can't understand that. It's, it's mystery to me. But people would stop and they would come over and we'd have a little moment. But as, as I would whisper, I see you, Christ. Something happened in me, and I began to go, I can see Jesus. I can see Jesus. There he is. There he is. There he is. And what happened in me was stunning because Christ is all and in all, and, and I began to see him everywhere. And every minute of that time, it was supposed to be collected money for the salvos, was me having encounters with Jesus. And you know what I did? I went, oh. Like, like I was just alive when I can see Jesus everywhere. And I think they must have picked up on that. They so they have to come over and talk to me. Then I get to hug them. They just remind them that they carry the kingdom of God. It was just unbelievable. One lady came over to me. She says, I am, um, my, my son... Been in and out of addiction, in and out of jail, and he's and he's passed away by his own hand just recently. And I really wanna, I really wanna um, do stuff to help people, who you know, to, to draw attention to young people and and that sort of you know harming themselves, and suicide awareness. I wanna, I wanna do something there. I said, oh wow, I just feel the compassion of God in you. This is this is wonderful. This is wonderful. In, and I and I and I, you know, she's she's in tears. And I say, can I hug you? Yeah. And and we embrace. And I go, Jesus. I get to hug Jesus. Wow. Because Christ is all, and in all. In that moment, we just be able to pray for her. What a privilege. What a privilege to have been able to pray for her and to hug 
Jesus, who looked like an older lady who had such a devastating effect in her life. Jesus looked like a young Russian girl who was a carer for someone with a disability at the shops that day. She was tall, blonde, pretty, and running around after someone who was on a mobility scooter just trying to physically help them with their shopping. And the lady in the mobility scooter is just, oh, I see you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, and yeah, Jesus, I see you too. The helper, the carer. <laughs> there you are. Gee, you look quite different in both pictures there, but I can see you. And the lady who had the mobility scooter just had to give. And again, was looking for a form of, I want to be generous and care for others, even though she's requiring care. And the helper says, oh yeah, no, I couldn't stop it. She really wanted to come and, and give to you guys to, to support what you're doing. I thought, oh, that's the kingdom of God. Caring for others. The one another in which is the kingdom. Did you know that's the kingdom of God? Really? Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? I love that in you. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much for doing that. And then the, the, um, the carer asks a few more questions about what is this kingdom of God? Who is this king? And, and, and so I just explained Jesus to her. She invited Jesus to come into her heart. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. Wow. And I think that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Someone else did too. I heard one clap. <laughs> takes her off and disappears and about 15 minutes later the same girl goes racing past me and says oh, I just left you something there and I turn around at the table and there's a box of chocolates <laughs> okay she gets Jesus and I get chocolates <laughs> <laughs> how about that oh hallelujah <laughs> where are the chocolates where are the chocolates babe <laughs> this Christ is all and he's in all. Hey, Jesus said this. This so much. Jesus says, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever that he hears from the Father, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. Jesus said it like this, I have so much more to say to you. You can't bear it now. It's almost like the measure of truth that he has to bring for us would just blast us if he gave it all to us. And so we go on working these things out. We go on working out our salvation. We go on working out, posturing ourselves under the flame, the Spirit of God, the fire. Stay burning. We go on figuring out how to stay on the altar and ignite. Hallelujah. Because he's so much more to say to us and, and we can trust the Spirit of Truth to lead us in all truth and righteousness. <laughs> We're all Pentecostals. 
friend of mine that I made whilst I was away at the beautiful gospel is a guy called Brian Zong, and uh, he's become a friend. Uh, and he uh, he said recently in a text to me, deeper into the spirit is to go deeper into love. Deeper into the spirit is to go deeper into love. Deeper and more under the blaze, under the fire, is to go deeper into love. Mm. Pastor Tony said something to me this morning about the Corinthians love passage that isn't a wedding passage. It's just a picture of the people of God. It's a picture of the heart of God. It's a picture of the affection and love of heaven and how we might partner with that. How Holy Spirit might show that in us. Deeper into the spirit, deeper under the flame is to go deeper into love. I love that. Mm. And we're all Pentecostal. And I wonder if being Pentecostal means look, it just looks like deeper into love. Does it? Deeper into love. Yeah, more. You know, we were praying together as a, a family going to school. It was this week sometime. And, and I, I said to each of the kids, I said, guys, permission given to be radical lovers of people. Just be known, be famous in your class as someone who loves people. Deeper into the things of the spirit, deeper under the flame, deeper into love. So one of the things that Jesus said was this, love has been perfected in you. In this way, we may have boldness on the day of judgment. Because just as he is, so are we on the earth. Just as he is, so are we on the earth. Christ is perfect love. Jesus Christ is perfect love, and just as he is, so are we on the earth. Friends, permission given to be radical lovers of people. Not stingy lovers of people. Not grumpy believers who have to follow a rule. People who are so postured under the flame so postured under the flame that whoever's walking past and they you recognize the Jesus in them having an encounter with the love of heaven. I wonder what it would look like if all the dazzers in the world had a similar kind of encounter to the one that happened up the shop a week or so back. Love has been perfected among us. Love has been perfected in you. Really? Just as Christ is, so are you on the earth. Just as Christ is, so are you. Here on the earth. Christ is all and could that be true? Could it be true? Could it be so? Could it even be remotely possible that just as Christ is, so are you? So am I? I have much to say. 
Friends, let me finish with this thought. There are lots of dramas playing out in the world. Way too many dramas. Uh, and some of them hit the people of God against one another. I don't have to go into what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. There is an agenda to divide the people of God. I don't know about you, but I'm so determinedly not going to give into that agenda. And I'm so determinedly going to show up to the Chilean Grace Community Church or any other church I can find it. Make sure you all know I love you. Not just because I said it. Pastor Tony said to me, I love you this morning, Craig. And I said, I know, and there's plenty of evidence of that. Not just something that he says, there's plenty of evidence about that. And, and so let me leave you with this thought. For we walk not in the flesh as mortal men. We are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using weapons of man, which also sometimes includes intellectual debate, by the way. Instead, the weapons of our warfare are not physical. They are not weapons of flesh and blood. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? They're not even weapons of flesh and blood. Mm. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. And a bunch of you could have rattled off, and those weapons include the Word of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Christ. You could rattle those things off. But I wonder if we could rattle off the weapons of our warfare also look like love, radical love. See, because there was a guy in a shopping centre just up the road from here who was so dangerous, security were ready to call the police. He was so dangerous he couldn't even repeat his sentences and he had nothing of any desire to have anything to do with our God or prayer. But I want to tell you that our weapons of warfare that look like love manifest in a neighbourhood or in a shopping centre or wherever else, those that divide power, divinely empowered weapons, hallelujah, for the destruction of fortresses and strong, strong power towers. Love, forgiveness, peace, joy, those look like weapons of choice to me. And so, and so, if we're going to be a people of God that demonstrate His love on the earth, we want to stand in the fire. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, he said it like this. He said, success in soul winning is dependent on the one great immutable principle in the economy of grace. And that is a Pentecostal baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then he said this, so plead the baptism every hour as you must. So plead the baptism of the Holy Ghost every hour as you must. <coughs> Set your watch if you have to. Get ready. 59 minutes, 59 seconds. Set the alarm. Oh, that's right. I need a fresh Pentecost right now. How does that happen? Well, we just posture ourselves under the plate. Why don't you stand with me because I'd love to pray for us. And I don't know about you, but I don't know if you come probably close enough to 59 minutes, 59 seconds. And if you want to plead that baptism of the Holy Ghost for yourself in this moment, why don't you stretch your hands towards it? Just going to receive an encounter of the Spirit of God. Hey, Holy Spirit is the experience of God. Okay? 
Holy Spirit is the experience of God. You want to experience Him. He's here, he's here for you now. He's here for you. He's yours for the taking. <laughs> he's yours for the taking. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Fall afresh. Fall afresh. Fresh, fresh fire. Fresh fire. Let fresh fire fall on the people of God. Holy Spirit, come. Be poured out now. Holy Spirit, come. Fill us up. Fill us up to overflowing and outpouring of fire and outpouring of love and outpouring of forgiveness and outpouring of joy. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Come touch the people of God right now. Father, with fire, a new fire to rest over each one of us. A new fire to rest over each one of us. God, we've loved before, but we need another supernatural encounter of love to love some more. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up with love. Fire, 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 love fire. Love fire. Let love fire rest upon the people of God right now. Love fire to come. Rest upon you. An anointing now in the Spirit of God. The fresh fire, the fresh baptism. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we receive from you now. Why don't you just speak that out? Holy Spirit, I receive from you now. I receive from you now. I receive it now. A fresh infilling, a fresh baptism, a fresh Pentecost for me today. In Jesus' name. Because Christ is all and in all. Amen. 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 Amen.